Hey, and welcome back to episode 32 of the podcast. Today, we have Kristen Williams back on the podcast talking all things body image, idolatry. How do we even look for it and spot it in our lives, in our health, in our fitness, in our bodies? What it means to really be a living, walking temple of the Lord? And what happens when we're apathetic toward that? Or we think too highly of ourselves or too lowly of ourselves? And how that really takes the focus still in both avenues, takes the focus off of the Lord and puts the focus, continues to put the focus on ourselves. And so you are not going to want to miss this. You're going to want to take notes or notes on your phone, memos, whatever you do. This is going to be an episode you're going to come back and listen to several times or take breaks as needed. I cannot wait for you to get into it. You are listening to the Move Your Body Differently podcast, where we talk about how your theology of God affects your wellness journey. I'm Shayla Darty, a Jesus follower, wife, mama, and owner of SD Fitwell. I know staying healthy and fit can often feel like an obligation and can leave you feeling defeated, anxious, and maybe in an endless cycle of losing and gaining weight and wondering why in the world you just can't get it right. And that's why I'm on a mission to see generations of women take back their health and fitness from the enemy and instead honor God with their bodies by exercising and eating healthy because we get to, not because we have to. For too long as women, we've been held captive by a never reaching standard of body beauty and it is time to break free. By seeing your wellness through the lens of the gospel, you can be empowered with boldness, more confident in the gifts God has given you and increase your mental and physical capacity so you can be more present to those around you. If you're ready to feel free from the weight of your current health and fitness regimen, then keep listening. I can't wait to share with you how the gospel shapes our fitness and health journeys. Listen while you work out, drive in the car, or while your kids run around crazy, but go ahead and invite Jesus into your wellness journey and let's see how he changes our hearts together. Hey, it is me again. I wanted to hop in here real quick because I'm so excited. I have my first app promotion going on right now, and it is only available today, July 24th until August 4th, 2023. So if you are watching this or listening to this at another time, unfortunately, this is not going to work for you, but you can get 40% off your first two months of the SD Fitwell app. And if you are on the fence about this, let me just tell you why this app can help you and the value it's going to bring to your life as a woman, as a busy woman, if you are a mom, if you're an entrepreneur, whatever you are doing, this app and this membership will help you with decision fatigue. It streamlines fitness and nutrition. It offers easy to follow workouts and nutrition guidance. It provides a library of over 250 accessible workouts and it helps you just remove the decision of having to figure out what your workout is for the next day and the overwhelm of choosing that. It also helps with lack of motivation. Through its Christ-centered encouragement and a supportive community, our app fosters a positive and uplifting atmosphere. We are always talking about scripture. Scripture is interweaved through every workout. And you can come and find motivation through connections with like-minded individuals and overcome that lack of motivation. It will also help 
if you're feeling isolated in your health and your fitness journey, if you feel like something is wrong or you are doing something wrong and you know you need to have a more Christ-centered approach, this is the place to be. We are in this for an inside-out change. It is a supportive network to tune into. And we address issues by creating a thriving community where women can interact as little or as much as you'd like, share experiences, and support each other through this. It also helps if you have inconsistent habits, which is probably the majority of us, with monthly habit coaching and personal advice from me, your trainer. The SC Fitwell membership helps you as a woman develop consistent and sustainable habits. This coaching aids in helping overcome the challenges of sticking to healthy routines and making positive changes in your daily life. It also helps with time constraints. You're busy. I'm busy. It can be really hard as a busy woman to prioritize health and fitness. But by having these accessible and time-efficient workouts, the app helps you overcome these time restraints and empowers you to invest in your well-being without sacrificing other important aspects of your lives. And finally, this can help if you are having lack of spiritual connection or just wanting more spiritual connection in the health and the fitness industry. The world is full of craziness. The health and fitness industry is full of craziness. We need now more than ever to band together as sisters seeking a deeper connection in this health and fitness journey together. The way the membership integrates scripture into workouts provides a unique way to strengthen your spiritual connection while taking care of your physical body. So use code PROMO, all caps, 40, PROMO40 to get 40% off your first two months in the app. You will see the link in the show notes below. I cannot wait to see you in there. Hey, Fit Family, and welcome back to the Move Your Body Differently podcast. I am excited again today to have Kristen Williams on the podcast. We are going to be taking a deep dive into body image, what that looks like, what that looks like through the lens of the gospel, our identity. She has a book. It is called Unworthy Weight. You're wanna gonna, you are going to want to go ahead and get that. The link will be in the show notes below because that also talks a lot about what she's going to be talking about today. And you just want to read through that. I've already read through most of it because you sent it to me ahead of time. And it's a quick read and just all these little nuggets on like every other page, all these little truth nuggets of just like, oh yeah, like totally, you know, like I need to be looking to Jesus for these things. And so I'm, we're so excited to have you here and welcome back, Kristen. Thanks again for having me, Shayla. Yeah. So we are just going, we're going to get right into it. We are going to start deep and start heavy for the first question. How does our view of ourselves through the lens of the gospel affect the way we treat and view our own bodies? I love that question. It's very loaded. I'm trying to to think how to unload it. Gosh, I think it changes everything, Shayla, in regards to how we view and treat our bodies, because I think that it changes things from behaviors that are punishing, whether it's eating foods that we think we should eat that don't actually taste enjoyable because we are punishing ourselves Mm. get to this certain pant size or number on the scale or you know, doing this rigid workout that I don't even enjoy, Mm. or that's moving my body past injury as a form of punishment versus I am seeing myself as God's creation. 
And I believe the truth of his word that he has called his creation good. Mm, yeah. And I know that my worth and identity are found in him alone. And as a overflow of that, then I start asking myself the questions, what does it look like to feed myself in a way that is mm. honoring to God, or that's even an act of worship? Mm-hmm. What does it look like to move my body in a way that is honoring to God or even an act of worship and realizing that it doesn't stop with mm-hmm. ourselves. I'm not moving my body to worship myself yeah. or to worship the thin ideal. Mm-hmm. I'm moving my body as a way to actually worship God. Yeah. And so I think it changes everything because it's a complete like 180 mm-hmm. reversal. I'm not trying to get to good as the end goal. I believe that good is the starting place. Mm. And yes, we live in a broken, fallen world and our physical bodies are evidence of that and decaying. Mm. But that core belief that I'm his creation created good. Yeah. Really affects everything in the way, in the way that we care for our bodies. Yeah. And and for those of you listening, if you did not catch that quote there of, you can probably rephrase, or rephrase it, Kristen, there of something to the effect of, I am not trying to be good. I am starting from a place of good. Is that what you said? Yeah. 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 You're already starting from a place of good and seeing your body as good. And I've talked about that on the podcast before of when you believe that the Lord is good, you believe that your body was made good and in his image. But starting just even that, you know, you're going to want to put that on a sticky note, ladies, like you are starting from a place of good. That's so beautiful. And so how, how often do you think we find, or just even in your practice, maybe we find our worth in the shape of our bodies or the number on the scale versus God and how, how do we seek how are we seeking that identity in food or maybe fitness? You kind of elaborated that a little bit, but how often do you act? Do you see that with your clients? And is it, is it a continual thing? Yeah. I mean, I would say very often more so than not, and trying to help clients understand and, you know, even myself, right. Because I'm a human being too. And I think sometimes clients forget that maybe Mm -hmm. your listeners forget that you're a human as well. And so trying to reframe our minds of these things are good, right? Health Mm -hmm. is good. The way you nourish your body, healthy eating is good exercising is good or movement, however you want to label it, physical activity. But what happens when I've taken a good thing and I've made it ultimate, Mm -hmm. you know? And so at at what point has it become an idol and what does it look like for me to tangibly put it in its right place? And I think that, that a way that some of your listeners can, can figure that out and discern that is what if it was all taken away today? Mm-hmm. You know, what if my health was taken away? Because absolutely we have a, con- we have control to an extent, Yeah, but we never know what's going to happen. And so what, how would I respond if it was taken away or how would I respond if, yeah, I, I value healthy eating, but what happens if I'm on a road trip and quote unquote healthy eating just really isn't an option when we stop for lunch in this 
podunk town, mm-hmm. you know, and I need to navigate the menu and find something to feed myself. Am I going to be okay yeah. with that? Or mm-hmm. is it going to cause this just complete meltdown? What about when I'm sick or just tired? Because my goodness, I'm in a season of being tired mm-hmm. and you don't work out like you had planned to Yeah, that day or that week. Am I going to be okay with that or completely unravel? And I think that those are real, the way we respond is a really good indication of like, where's the posture of my heart? Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is, you know, the posture of your heart is an indicator of so many things. I mean, even just listening when you're talking about if your health was taken away today, like if it was taken away, thinking about it from you're talking about being human, you know, even in that instant, when you asked that question, there was like this automatic response from me of like, like what if it was, you know, me like, too. and I asked, I'm the one that asked the question and I felt that same way, Shayla. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, and it's just the reality of, you know, of really unearthing where are I did like what we're putting worth in, you know, we put our priorities where our mouth are, or we put our, yeah. you know, money where our priorities are and, or even, you know, whatever the phrase is, we, whatever we prioritize is what we believe to be, you know, necessary. But when we over prioritize things, that's where, you know, like you're talking about if it's food or if you have to stop and get something, you know, this drive-through and you're, there's anxiety about choosing what you're going to eat instead of just Mm -hmm. choosing whatever the best option looks like. If there's anxiety over the fact that you didn't get your workout in that day, Mm -hmm. if there's anxiety over the fact that you have to go out, you're going out to eat with friends and you're looking at the menu ahead of time to really try and nail down what you're going to eat because Mm -hmm. you don't want to have to think about it in the moment and then not be able to decide and then not enjoy your meal or your time with friends because you didn't choose the right thing. You know, like if there's anxiety And I feel like that's an indicator too, if there's that, you know, like that anxiety, even I felt when you asked that question, it's like, okay, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. Where did that come from? And how do I fix it? Yeah, I think is is getting to that. How do I fix it? Question, you know, you can't just leave it there. Like, okay, yeah, it was there. It's like, no, we got it. Like you, you talked about in previous episode, wrestle well Mm -hmm. with that question. Mm -hmm. Why is it there? And what am I going to do about it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's a daily thing for a lot of people mm. or even a seasonal thing. I heard on a podcast recently that I don't know that they were talking about body image, but they were talking about like picking up rocks, so to speak, and putting them back down, like rocks being things that are not serving you well, mm. or, mm-hmm. you know, old thought patterns, whatever it may be. And saying, you know, the goal is not necessarily, or the reality is not necessarily that I'll never pick up a rock again or have these Mm -hmm. thoughts or this behavior. It's now I have the awareness that I picked up the rock and the tools to now put it back down. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's part of wrestling well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that's where the disconnect often happens is while there can be an awareness of it, it's what tools need to be in place for you to wrestle well with it. And I think that's where I see some disconnect a lot, even with my own clients or my app subscribers is like, there's an awareness to a point, to an extent, but it's like, 
what are we going to do about it? And how do we give them the tools to overcome that? You know, and we're going to talk a little bit more about body image today, and there may be some tools in there as well to, to overcome that. But I think going back to even the spiritual side of it, of like, what does it mean that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Because that, when you were talking about our starting from a place of good, starting from that place of good and knowing our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit, that is what's going to affect the theology of what we believe. Right. It's going to affect what we do with our bodies. And so yeah. explain, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I think that that's so foundational. And so what I kind of go back to is, what does that even mean? <laughs> that mm-hmm. our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Like, yeah, I've read it in scripture. What does that mean? And so, you know, you start looking at the Old Testament and temples being this place of worship that people would travel to, to, you know, offer sacrifices and worship God. And you would have to, you know, have the priest and there's the the holy place and then the holy of holies and all these things that can get really confusing. Mm-hmm. But basically it's saying that the temple is the dwelling place of God. Mm-hmm. And now Jesus comes onto the scene. We're given, you know, those of us that are in Christ Jesus are given this gift of the Holy Spirit. And we're told, okay, we don't have to travel to this temple now. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like communal worship is a good thing. Church community, all the things, but like our bodies, we are told are temples of the Holy Spirit. He is dwelling within us. Mm. So what does it look like for us to steward that well Mm. as a form of worship? Yes. Without worshiping ourselves, because for so many people, myself included, it leads to, I'm thinking too highly of myself, or I'm thinking too lowly of myself. And Mm. the goal is to not be thinking about myself so much period, (laughs) you know, because Mm -hmm. it turns the focus on him. And I think in the church kind of as a whole, it's kind of this black and white thinking. I'd be curious to hear your opinion, Mm -hmm. but like you like this black and white thinking of, well, our bodies are just going to turn to dust. So like, why care? True. Like, yes, like we are told we will turn back to dust. And sometimes that's a really sobering reminder when I get caught up too caught up Mm -hmm. in this physical body. And at the same time, we're told to honor God with our bodies. We're told Mm -hmm. that our bodies are temples of the Holy spirit. We're told that physical training is of some value. Yeah. Yeah. So what does it look like in the here and now where we, when we are, still in our physical bodies, knowing that beauty is fleeting. Mm -hmm. What do we do in the in-between in that kind of gray? Yeah. Yeah. It's like all these juxtaposed like emotions and feelings that are like, but we're going to die and not have this body. We're going to be made new. I've had someone, I've had a client tell me that before. She's like, why does it matter? My body's not going to heaven. And I'm like, oh, sister, you know, like there is that, that, you know, temple, you are the temple, your body carries you. But I, I agree that in, in the church, I think it's, and we talked about a little, a little bit of this in the first episode too, of there is either the mentality of like, I'm fine. And I, and I don't know if it's from the body positivity culture too, mm-hmm. of just like, I'm fine. Like I feel good. Everything's good, but not doing anything for their health, yeah. actively doing anything for yeah. their health because they are like, well, I'm fine in my spirit. 
but it's like, are you really fine in your spirit if you're not obeying the command to take care of your body the way the Bible has told you to take care of your body, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, I, I, I don't agree with that. I don't think you can yeah. now, of course, yeah. there are situations, you know, there are injuries, like you were saying, what if your health was taken away, yeah. you know, but that doesn't mean you still aren't doing things for your physical health or taking care of it in the ways you need to take care of it on whatever your circumstances are, whatever sure. that looks like for you, you know? Yeah. Um, but I do agree. It is like this, this tug of war feeling of, well, I'm not going to have this body, but then, yeah, I am, you know, and I think it goes back and forth. Like, I think yeah. because of culture too, I feel like I see it, it swing back and forth often. I feel like right now it's more, there's a lot of head knowledge and not a lot of connection yeah, absolutely. To the heart. and it's just not, it's not, it's not dropping into the heart. Like you were saying. Sure. And I think it's on the other end of the pendulum too, within mm-hmm. the church of there's a lot of diet culture in the church of, well, my body is a temple and I beat it and I make it my slave and I'm taking all these things yeah. kind of out of context. And yeah. really, this is just another form of idolatry in the name of health. Mm-hmm. And so figuring out again, as we mentioned in our last conversation, like what is the difference between shame mm-hmm. and conviction in this area. And then what are times again, just because I'm going through a season with my very small needy children of just exhaustion, like mm-hmm. how do you determine like when rest yeah. is God honoring uh, versus working out? You know, sometimes mm-hmm. there's that conviction of like, I haven't really moved my body in a while. I should probably, I'd probably feel better if yeah. I got up and did something versus like, you know what? I think what my body really needs today is to lay down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so kind of figuring. Mm -hmm. Well, and just even as well. Yeah. An example of that. So yesterday, by the time this podcast comes out, people should know that I'm pregnant. And, but this was happening on around 10 weeks at the time of this recording. And I was, I was a little bit grumpy with my kids. I was a little really short. I was frustrated after our swim lessons. They were like kind of fighting. One was fine. The other one was like whining and yelling in the car. And anyways, I was a little short with them. I was, I was frustrated. We got home, ate our lunches. I put them, put them down for their naps. And as I was putting down my son, I was telling him he he's in underwear now. Right. And so he will, if he has to go to the bathroom while he's resting, he'll knock on the door and be like, I have to go to the bathroom. And usually this is probably a little TMI, but usually rest time is exactly the time he needs to poop for at least 30 minutes. Yes. Right? Same with us. Yes. In our house. So, <laughs> yeah. So I told him, I was like, buddy, I'm about to go lay down because mommy really needs a nap. And he was mm-hmm. like, okay. And I was like, so I'm going to need you to wait to go to the bathroom. Like if you have to go to the bathroom, you're going to need to wait a little while. And he ended up going before, which was was such a blessing, but, and he was like, okay, well, I I should probably go now then. I was like, yeah, that'd be great. Thanks. And so we were talking about when I put him down, we were talking about how mommy had been a little grumpy that day. And he was like, yeah, you've been grumpy. And I was like, and that's why I need to go take a nap. And it's that discernment of like, I could, should like, I felt like I could have worked out. I felt like I could have done work business wise, but it was like my body listening, learning to listen. Like you were talking about, even with intuitive eating, learning to listen to my body and know I need a nap today. And 
sister, I napped for two and a half hours while my kid, you know, you. one was playing, you know, the other one was in her bed. She was sleeping at least. But when we got up, he, my son was like, did you sleep your grumpies away? And I was like, I absolutely <laughs> did. I feel so much better, buddy. But it's just that discernment of, yeah. of knowing when to rest and when to work and that balance. And even I was talking about with my, I have an in-person boot camp class. And this week we were talking about resting and resting starts from within, like in, yeah. in your soul and in your spirit. And so often I find when I am so exhausted or you know, I put the kids down and I'm like, should I nap? Should I work out? If I haven't read my Bible that day, it's like, Mm. I need to do that first because that's where rest will come. And then in that I will determine and the Lord and the Holy spirit will guide me if I need that nap or if I need to go do that workout, you know? Yes. But it takes being aware, like you were talking Mm -hmm. about with those rocks, being aware and then having the tools and knowing, okay, here's my awareness what's my next step? My next step is, have I read my Bible? If no, I need to do that first. If yes, I need to pray and seek the Lord's wisdom. Do I need to rest or do I need to work? That's so good, Shayla. I'm just like, God, I'm going to rest. And I hope you bless this because (laughs) that is my plan. And I I mean, I do that sometimes too. (laughs) I love how you describe yourself too, is a little grumpy because I mean, I'm full on rage. I'm like, God, mm-hmm. I didn't know I had anger issues until I became a mother. What is this? Amen. Amen. <laughs> I remember telling that to a friend of mine after we had her first, she was pregnant. And I was like, I just didn't realize how much anger I had inside of me. Yes. And I mean, he was like a newborn, right? <laughs> like, you know, and that's when you're sacrificing your body and doing yeah. all the things you're, you're up late. And she was just like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> She was like, is this like a thing? And I'm like, it was for me. And she's like, okay, you know, kind of like, hopefully that doesn't happen to me. You know, like, hopefully I don't have anger issues after I have my kids. And I'm like, well, I think it's just humbling. The Lord reveals your your weaknesses after motherhood. Yeah. My husband's like, well, you get, you get angry with me. What do you mean? You don't think this was an issue before? And I was like, I get irritated with you. I get full on like angry. (laughs) <laughs> I feel that. I feel that so deep right now. Yeah. <laughs> so what then, what didn't, you know, we just talked about this a little bit, but how can placing our worth and our identity that idolizing, and maybe just share a little bit too of what, what idol, just in case somebody doesn't know what an yeah. idol is, share what an idol is, but how can placing our worth identity into food or exercise become a form of idolatry? Yeah. So I guess when I'm using the word idols or idolatry, I'm thinking in terms of maybe anything that I am worshiping Mm. or a good thing that I have now made ultimate. I've put it in the place of God, whether that be my health, whether that be my physical appearance and, and really something that I am seeking my identity in. Mm. apart from the Lord. So it can be absolutely things in the health realm and fitness realm, or even, you know, work and having to check your heart, things like that, or, you know, you're being a mom, whatever it may be. And so I think that idolatry can be things that are good, you know, Mm -hmm. like our health Mm -hmm. is good. Exercise is good, but putting it in a higher, at a higher status than it deserves. And I think that where people can start to sometimes find their identity is where clients will say, well, I'm known as the fit friend. I'm known Mm -hmm. as the friend that like goes to all the camp gladiator 
things and, Mm -hmm. you know, or I'm, I'm just, that's who I am. You know, I'm known as the athletic one, or I'm known as like the clean eater, the one that's up to date on all the latest, like that's my identity. That's who I am. Mm. Um, and I think that that can really become concerning. And if that's where our identity is placed, gosh, that shifts so quickly. Right. Because what happens when you do go get pizzas with your girlfriends? Like what happens to your identity? Like this total identity crisis. Yeah. Or when you are in a season of working out less or injury or whatever it may be, like if, if your identity has been in that place. And so I think it's honestly a daily check in Mm -hmm. with yourself. And I've had clients, you mentioned the word apathy. I've had clients that are almost in this place of stuckness. Mm. Uh, I'm scared to move forward with movement. I'm scared to move forward with eating because I'm scared that I will have a disordered thought pop up. I'm scared Mm -hmm. I'll have an idolatrous thought pop up. And so figuring out you know, and so they're just stuck and not doing anything mm-hmm. because of the fear. And so what does it look like to make sure you are in an appropriate place? Some, some of my clients are absolutely not in an yeah. appropriate place um, for certain things, but what does it look like to start moving forward with these kind of constant check-ins? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And so what would you say? So we talked about this earlier, kind of the first step in identifying, okay, if, like if you're trying to think about your body image, or if you're trying to think about if you have any of these issues, or if you have body image problems, usually I feel like most women would know if they have body image issues, because yeah. you're thinking about your body. You're thinking about how does this dress make me look? You're, you're doing the mirror check, you know, like sure. you're going by the mirror and you're like, how does this look? How does my booty look? How do my legs and my thighs? Yeah. Can you see my cottage cheese? You know, like all of these things, how do my arms look like yeah. all the things, you know, if you're having these thoughts consistently, right. then there is some form of body image issues going on yeah. and in thinking about that. But like, if they're trying to think about, okay, am I finding my worth in something else other than the Lord? I think sometimes it's hard for them to see that. What, what, you know, the first question you said to ask was like, what if it was taken away? Yeah. You know, what if it was taken away? So ask that question first, what if your health and your fitness was taken away? How would you feel, Mm -hmm. you know, and that response kind of gives you an indicator of whether there's some heart issues going on. So from there, what would be a good next step for them to either check in with themselves or questions to ask themselves to then begin working through that, that idols, if they're realizing that at that point, there is some sort of idol, what would be some good next steps for them to work through that in their heart? I think just for just assessing it at first one, you know, praying for discernment. Mm -hmm. I think that if you're praying for something that's in alignment with God's will and purpose for your life, for his glory, he's going to be faithful to provide Mm -hmm. you answers. And, And I'm not saying, you know, Oh God, let me fit into a size X genes. Like, no, that's mm-hmm. for your glory and your, yeah. agenda. but like, help me to better and like, see what, what of this is maybe idolatry. I think he's going to be faithful to reveal those things, mm-hmm. but then also asking yourself what percentage of my thoughts or time or mental space is spent on thinking about my body mm-hmm. You know, at what 
at what point is, are these thoughts affecting my behaviors? Mm. And are these thoughts affecting my quality of life? I think, you know, we just got back from a quick beach trip and my body has changed since becoming a mom for the third time. Mm -hmm. And my age has changed. A lot has changed. And so how, how does it affect my quality of life though? And I would say mm-hmm. for me, I've worked really hard to get to a place where no, it doesn't. I can still put on a swimsuit that feels appropriate for me mm-hmm. and be present with my kids and take pictures and yeah. play and you know do the things and look for the seashells. There was a time that that wasn't going to be happening. Yeah. You know, and so to what degree is it affecting your quality of life? So mm-hmm. kind of those are things to think about as far as is this an area of concern or perhaps an idol and then steps to take. I think, again, praying for God to help lead and direct you and being able to figure out or discern like what is from culture versus mm-hmm what is the creator? And and then as we mentioned in our previous conversation, starting to kind of look into the, the idea of intuitive eating, whether it's Mm. checking out the book, intuitive eating, familiarizing yourselves with the principles and, you know, movement is addressed in that as well, but figuring out, being able to see how those concepts so nicely complement scripture Mm, of like hunger and fullness, this God given things, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? And so how can I better connect to my body in that way, knowing Mm -hmm. that 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 is the way I was designed, just like I'm designed that if there's a sensation that I need to use the restroom, I go and use the restroom. If there's a sensation that I'm tired and I am able to lay down in that moment, I go and lay down. And so realizing that it's the same with how we feed and move our bodies mm. too. It's really this God-given thing and it just takes time. Yeah. I think we all want to get to the finish line of like, well, I don't want to deal with these problems anymore, or I don't want to have to think about my thighs or, yeah. you know, and that's, why di- and that's why dieting is so appealing. And so mm-hmm. validating clients of like, yeah, of course you want to diet. Of course you want to lose weight. It's so appealing. Well, if I lose weight, then I'll be happy you know, or, but then to kind of having them go to the worst case scenario mm-hmm. uh, or the best case scenario, take me both scenarios. Yeah. If I lose weight, then I get the guy. Okay. Well then what happens? Well, then he desires me and I'm not feeling competitive with other women. And then he asks me to marry him. And then realizing that you lose the weight, you achieve the goal. And it's like, Oh, huh. I'm still really struggling with this heart issue. Perhaps mm. it wasn't about my eating or physical activity or the number on the scale as much as I was thinking it was, mm-hmm. you know, perhaps yeah. it was deeper rooted than that. And I think something else is important to point out is our feelings. Gosh, they're so tricky. Even our thoughts yes. are so tricky. And so realizing, you know, a lot of people talk about Psalms 139. I mean, wonderfully made, that's yeah. the name of my business. Mm-hmm. And most people would say, I don't, feel fearfully Mm. and wonderfully made. Maybe even I don't believe that I am Mm. fearfully and wonderfully made. I don't think I'm fearfully and wonderfully made and figuring out what does it look like though to place God's truth? If we believe in scripture, Mm -hmm. what does it look like to place his truth over my feelings or over my opinion? 
you know, mm-hmm. in this area of worth, identity, value, body image, physical appearance, mm-hmm. all the things. Yeah. Because yeah, your feelings are valid, but they're not always reliable. I mean, in fact, most yeah. of the time they're not reliable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love what you, you were saying about using scripture. And I, I think that's sometimes some of the disconnect that I see is they're like, okay, I know these things. I know I'm struggling in these areas, but how do I change it? How do I go about changing it? And mindset wise of even, you know, you hear the phrase, take every thought captive and you're like, okay, like, but where's it going? You know? And it's (laughs) like, I take the thought captive and it's just still in my brain. Right. It's like, okay. Like you, you, you know, you're aware you're thinking the thought, And then you are replacing it immediately trying as fast as you can to replace that thought with that scripture of I am fearfully and wonderfully made and your feelings. I think, I don't know who said this, but your feelings will follow. Like you're not always going to feel in the moment, but like as, as you continue and consistently that's, that's, you know, we've talked about that. The consistency is the hard part of continually and consistently replace those thoughts with scripture, whether it's by writing them down on a card and then putting the scripture on the back of it that reminds you of what the truth is or on your mirror or in the moment you're like, wow, I just had these really bad thoughts about my body. What does scripture say about it? You know, like going back. And I feel like even in that too, you're, you're growing in your relationship with the Lord when you do that too, because you are stopping what you're doing. You're recognizing sinful behavior or sinful thought patterns or not healthy or life-giving, you know, not life-giving patterns in your Mm -hmm. thoughts. And you're replacing it with the truth of who God is. And you're hiding that word in your heart, you know, like Psalms talks about instead. And it's like, but it's this continual process that we're all still doing. And it gets easier as you like reshape your, you know, your, your, brain pathways, I guess yeah. you would call it, yeah. but it takes time, like you said, and it's slow. And that's why diet culture is so inviting mm-hmm. because it's fast. Yeah. It's like, what, you know, I like how you, you pose the question too of both sides. What if your health was taken away or what if you reached the goal, you know, yeah. like yeah. either end of it, how are you going to feel in the end? And while right. they may think in the end, they're going to feel great. Trust me, I have clients, you know, we both know in the end, even when they get there, it's never enough. Yes. You know, if their identity isn't where it needs to be or they haven't dealt with the emotional side of it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Or like we talked about earlier, then my, my thought is that in the end, once this all happens, then I'll be able to see myself as good for most people that does not happen. It just becomes, Oh, this wasn't good enough. Let me try harder. Let me set Mm -hmm. a new goal. And and just like you mentioned earlier, it is a literal rewiring of your Mm -hmm. brain. And it's like changing the algorithm of your thoughts. You know, I was telling someone just the other day, I was looking up like couch beds, but you know, couches that Fold out to beds mm-hmm. on, I can't even remember what website. It doesn't matter. It was not Amazon though. And the reason I say that is because as soon as I got on Instagram, I had an Amazon ad mm. for couches that pull out to beds. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I was just thinking of how our social media algorithms get set based mm-hmm. on what we're spending our time visiting And I don't know if this is original idea. I probably heard it from someone else, but it's the same thing with changing our thoughts. Like we've got to go back to scripture if we Mm -hmm. want the algorithm of our mind to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I think that that applies to every area, you know, even outside of health and fitness too. But as you were saying, you know, with feelings, but Satan is just so sneaky in this area. Like, I think it's just, it's this slow, it's it's not slow now because I feel like I see more and more of this out of clients and, you know, my app subscribers of just this, these thought patterns of unhealthy thought patterns with food and with fitness. And it's like, it's just creeped in to the church and it's, you know, or even with, you know, I've heard the phrase, I've heard the phrase, you know, I just need to get this weight off first before I start strength training or exercising. And it's like, well, besides the science, you know, the science behind it, how that's not healthy and you actually need more muscle, you need lean muscle in order to help you lose more weight. Uh, and keep it off long-term, you know, besides yeah. that, it's like, why, why do you need the weight off first? Why can't right. you go for a walk or why can't you do some squats to a chair? You know, like, why can't yeah. you build those muscles? Why is it necessary for you to get the weight off first? And most often it's because they believe if they get the weight off first, they'll have the lean body that they want. And then they yeah. can begin exercising and filling in yeah. those muscles and those kind of things. And it's like, you know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if you're not strength training, you're just going to lose muscle and fat only to be still left with fat, you know, skinny fat is what they say. And it's like, I don't know necessarily where I was going with that, that whole thing. That's a good point though. And and people will say uh, the same thing with food of like, let me lose weight, Kristen. And then I will figure out this whole make peace with food thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's, let's see how let's do it. Let's see how well it goes. And it typically doesn't go very well. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think it's, we don't want to do the hard stuff. We're in a day and age where things come easily. You can order your groceries online. Like you can pick them up, order them, and then just go pick them up at the store at the little drive-through lane or whatever. You know, it's, we live in a society where convenience is easy. It's acceptable for our busy lives because we're all so busy doing all the things all the time. And while that was a beautiful side of COVID was slowing down, that also brought more anxiety on people and, you know, because they didn't know what to do with themselves because they couldn't yeah. do all the things. Right. And it's like, we don't, we live in a culture and a society where it's just go, go, go. And we don't want to slow down to figure out the issue. And we don't want to stop long enough to sit in the pain to actually heal through the pain. And it's yeah. like, you're never going to heal through it, sister, if you don't right. sit in it in the trauma or the pain or the hurt or the death or the grief, you know, you're never going to, your body's just going to hold on to that until you begin to work through it, you know, mentally and emotionally and spiritually. And I think that's why seeing body image and seeing how fitness and health can become an idol is so vital. <laughs> how become an idol is so vital. <laughs> nice little rhyme there. But it's so vital because that opens the doorway for us to do hard things that we weren't doing yeah. before. Yeah. You know, like it opens the doorway for women to wrestle well, like you were saying. And then when they can wrestle well with that and realize they're aware, they have tools in their tool belt, you know, replacing scripture, all of those things, they can begin. The Lord will continue to reveal, like you were saying, pray for discernment. He will continue to reveal the darkness or whatever it is he wants to reveal as you go step by step. And in that, when they when they have the confidence 
of what they're doing. They're wrestling with it. They're wrestling well, even if it's tiring, you know, day in and day out, they're still wrestling because it's important to them and to the Lord. Like he's going, they're going to be able to do that in other ways too. You know, like they're going to be able to apply these same principles to anything else they're going through, you know, even if they're not idolizing health and fitness, if they're idolizing work, like you said, or motherhood, I think so often right now, and this is a whole nother topic, but just briefly, like motherhood has, I feel like has become an idol in some ways of like, this is the ultimate calling. Motherhood is the ultimate calling. And it's like, while yes, this is a beautiful calling and I get it. It, my ultimate calling is to be a daughter of Christ first, you know? And so there's this, I feel like even, you know, so even if they don't have this idolatry of fitness or health, it's like, do you have it other places though? And can you ask these, you can ask these same questions about anything else in your life right? and get the answers that the Lord wants you to get. The Holy spirit stirs up inside of you to see, okay, yeah, I have issues. (laughs) You know, we all do. We're always going to be working on them. We're always at sanctification. We're always going to be working on these issues, but naming them is the first step Mm -hmm. and seeing that they're there. And I think that awareness is key to then be able to heal and grow and change. Two, two kind of last thoughts, Shayla. One, I think it's important for your listeners as you're sharing all this, because it's so good to just remember to the encouragement of like, you don't have to have it all figured out. Yeah to model it for someone else, mm, you know, whether yes. that's a generation below you, someone you're mentoring, your own children, whatever it may be, like you do not have to have it all figured out mm. to, to really change kind of the generational yes. passing it down, Yes, you know, yes. like you mm-hmm. can still be wrestling and making an impact and having fruitful conversations. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for people to realize that because people think, well, gosh, like how in the world am I supposed to help get this message out to someone else when I'm just trying to figure it all out? And like, Mm. that's okay. That is totally okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know I said I had two things, but I can't remember the other one. So (laughs) that's okay. (laughs) I'm going to, I am going to end on our final question that I ask all of my guests. And that is if you were sitting down with a woman, you're in a coffee shop, you had like five minutes with her. She's having body image issues. She's recognized it at this point. There's either body image or there's, she's been placing her worth and her body number on the scale, uh, those types of things. And she's seeking help, but she only has five minutes. You know, what would you want to say to her in that moment? First of all, I'd feel panic that I only have five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I tend to be long-winded. But I would just want her to know that there is hope. Mm. That there is so much hope because I think so many people feel this sense of hopelessness. And yeah. I'd want her to know that it absolutely can get better. Mm-hmm. And I would want to let her know that I have witnessed it get mm. better, not only in my own life, in mm. my own personal story, but in the many lives of others, I've witnessed it get better. And Mm -hmm. if it didn't get better, my job and your job too, would just be depressing. Yes. I mean, like, what's the point? Mm -hmm. And so just being able to offer her that hope that like, it's bad now. And I can validate that what you're experiencing, it's uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to stay this way. It can Mm. absolutely get better. And there is 
freedom in this area mm-hmm. where hopefully we can audibly hear those chains breaking and falling yeah. to the ground as she starts walking in freedom. So I would just want her to know above all that there's hope mm. and it does not have to stay the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And so thank you so much, Kristen, for coming on the podcast today. Y'all are going to want to save this episode and come back to it and listen to it and write down those, those tools that she gave as well. But as we end, I'm going to have you just let them know again where they can find you on Instagram. I'll have the show notes. I'll have a link for your book. And then also, is there a link? Is there already a registration link for the conference, the In His Image Body conference? So Instagram at wonderfully made nutrition. My website is wonderfully made nutrition counseling.com. And my book unworthy weight can be found at my website under the shop tab or on Amazon. And then in regards to in his image, the body image conference registration should be up no later than July 1st. Okay. But for now, just follow along on Instagram because as soon as it does go up, it will be posted to my website and I will have all of that information there for people that are interested. If anyone wants to be put on like an emailing list, they can reach out to me. They can DM me or email me through my website. And I basically, I'm not going to blow up your inbox. I don't do newsletters or anything like that, but I'm just letting them know. Mm -hmm. Hey, and his image registration is up. Save the date, October 14th, giving them an idea of what to expect and just kind of more information. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And I think by the time this, this airs, we'll have that link for that. Cause it'll be later in July. So then we'll yes, that. it's up, it's up. Then. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> easy, easy. Check out the website. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'll put that link in the show notes below and y'all go follow her. You're going to want to follow her and just see what she posts. Now, do you take clients online? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So it gets a little tricky depending on yes. the state that they're in, but yeah, absolutely. I see clients virtually so they can feel free if they're interested. I also have my good friend, Kate, who works with me at my practice. She mm-hmm. does the same thing that I do and she comp- we complement each other really well. So if anyone's interested, they can absolutely reach out. And if we're not able to see them because of state regulations, we can get them set up with someone who can. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much, Kristen. Thanks for having me, Shayla. It's been fun. Yeah, I had a blast and I will talk to y'all later, FitFam. Hey, FitFam. It's a blessing to be in this journey with you. The best thing you can do after listening to this podcast is to leave a written review so that other mamas can see the value in their health and fitness journey through the lens of the gospel. Be sure to tap subscribe so you get notified when a new episode airs. I am the most personal, personal trainer out there. My clients, app subscribers, and podcast listeners really do become my good friends. So if we haven't already, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at SDFitWell. Shoot me a DM and let's start a conversation. I truly want to see the Lord work in your wellness journey and be in it with you. I'm so grateful you've listened. Let's get comfortable being uncomfortable, and I can't wait to chat with you in the next episode.